Vita es morte es vita. Life is death is life. Thank you for coming back to the Rad Podcast, kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having us back. Producer Brandon here. This is Kyle and this is Queenie. Hi, this is Queenie. Kyle is here. Oh, yeah. Let's make sure that we're very clear about who's who. Yes. Yes. That's good. I, this is Queenie's voice. And this is Kyle's voice. <laughs> this is Queenie's voice. Kyle's voice. Queenie's voice. Kyle's voice. Me, 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 me. And that's Kermit the Frog. Brandon's voice. <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys get out of a funk? Like when you're when you're having a bad day or you're dealing with just stuff that you don't want to deal with? What do you guys do to get out of that funky oh, mood? I just oh. dive in and I just sit in it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a funk. So uh, you drink and you call a close friend and you talk things out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have to drink, but it helps. Yeah. Drinking does help. I almost had a drink on my way over here. I had a very uninteresting conversation with a very wonderful lawyer oh yeah i've heard about this we were talking about earlier after the show today and you know separations are fun um but Uh i i feel like i'm on the the better end of it yeah things things are going well but you know it's just like i i've just been trying to shake it off because you you have to relive things that aren't necessarily the most flattering of previous relationships and you know man i just i'm trying to figure out how to get out of this funk but I feel like this is a good place to be to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that it depends on what it is. Um, if I'm like, because my, my funks nowadays mainly consist of like wanting to perform at work maybe at a particular caliber or wanting to make art in a particular caliber. Mm-hmm. And I let myself down on that a lot, you know. Um you must feel a lot of pressure too because you're working on a new book. Yes. So you probably, I don't know, you set those expectations of, okay, well, I've done this. Now, how am I going to make this bigger and better? Right. That. And then also, like, I just, sometimes you're in a, you're in a world, in a world, in a you're, world. <laughs> you're in a, a universe now. And we were talking about this with social media in terms of how it's changed the scape of relationships, but also in terms of like artistry and, um, what people take in on a daily basis people see so much if you're interested in art and you're interested in things of of, of, in that world Mm -hmm. you have that on your algorithm on instagram or whatever or on tiktok or whatever it may be and you see so much cool shit every single day like your brain is inundated with cool shit always i mean dumps constantly yes yeah yes are are we not swearing on this one fuck no okay okay that's all you want okay gotcha yay um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's like you just see a bunch of stuff all day long and that's like amazing and incredible and people don't read like they used to in general and especially like to try to get someone to like read something that is a theory. Sometimes I honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm fighting a losing battle being a poet hmm. because like that that for that world is so antiquated, but when I'm feeling low on myself about that or maybe I feel like I'm like again pushing like a stone up a hill or something, 
I like to listen to stuff about people like Charlotte Bronte or like just other female writers who did something like poetry or maybe creative writing styles that were not necessarily appreciated in their time. Hmm. And I remember that my grands, my, my overall goal is to be a woman in history who contributed to, um, to poetry and to creative writing. And then also just be like on the list of like the turn of the century trans people. Like, cause at, at this place in my life, like I'm not as ashamed as I once was about it. So it's like, I can kind of embrace the idea that like, Hey, I'm like on a number one radio show. I'm literally the only trans person who's on a, a terrestrial radio show like ours. Who's like, mind you, there's like two other bitches in the country and they both are like, pop in, come talk about politics for a second and as it relates to trans people and leaves. Right. Nobody just, there's no other trans girl in the country who is just getting on the radio no, and like sitting and having normal conversation with people about whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. Oh, that's fascinating. No, I was thinking about this the other day and I was having the discussion with my sister about it. It was crazy. I was like, I'm working with somebody who might make history right here. It's like Queenie is, like, like she said, turn of the century there's not anybody else in terrestrial radio who's doing what you do right now and you're making your voice known for a lot of people in this little not even a little niche just a gigantic niche mm -hmm. that you're, you're you're a voice for so many people and it's such an inspiration to others and it's ridiculous the kind of stuff that's going to happen because of this it has it's been pretty, an example it has been pretty beautiful to see Thank just you. the outpouring of not just support but the recognition of of the unique gift that you bring to the table and it, it's been really inspiring to see yeah like don't get me wrong like i never want to be like specifically looked at or appreciated for that but like i'd like to accomplish cool shit and then when this when this day and age is long in the past and it has to be summarized in a history book one day when they list the laverne coxes when they list you know all those people who were all the the girls of pose and and the several many trans women who you know have since you know competed and gone on to be like social media or or pop cultural pop cultural presidences mm -hmm. from uh rupaul's drag race who are now trans you know like in in pop culture alongside those names listed i'd like to think there'd be queenie jones and that is not a comfortable place to be in so if i want to like walk that walk i have to accept sometimes it's going to be a little bit rough yeah. so for your situation it might be a little bit different right. it might be a little bit more that still same looking ahead what is the grand scheme and picture mm -hmm. and Real and I, it's weird because it's like this is advice that I've gotten from you, but I think sometimes this happens. Like it's cyclic; <laughs> it's a cyclical nature where like you give advice to someone, and sometimes you need to hear it another way. Maybe yeah, sometimes yeah, you hear yeah. it from a different person, or you hear it from the person you gave it to. But it's literally like <laughs> this is a very, very finite moment in time, mm -hmm. and there's so much great stuff on either side of it, and you have to just like get through the. It's basically like waiting in line at the DMV. It is the worst day, but then your car's registered and you can go home. Yep. Oh, such you know, a great feeling. It is a great feeling once you're free from the DMV. But it, <laughs> you know, to to both of your points, you know, to getting to getting out of the funk, recognizing other people's challenges and seeing those that are in a similar craft and and their yeah. their trials and tribulations that they had to go through, or to Kyle's point of having a drink and talking to somebody and having perspective on what other pro people's problems might be yeah. and weighing whether or not they're as important or are my problems as important as, as they really seem to be. Yeah. So I, last night I was in a funk and I called my best friend 
And he told me about all the problems he was dealing with. And he's like, dude, your problems are so small compared to mine. And they really were. Like, I didn't I didn't realize how small they were. I called yeah. him up. I'm like, hey, I just need to call my best friend and get my head straight really quick. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> like, right. Rob says this a lot. And I think that it's super true. And it's like what you're dealing with at this moment is what you like that's what you're experiencing like you can't reference like somebody else's pain because no, that's you not can. what you're going through at uh -huh. the moment true and so it, it is somewhat like as much as it may like perspective wise it sometimes does help like sometimes in those moments maybe you're bitching about like oh i should have gotten this tv but you know i i had to pay this bill those first world problems it's good to be maybe reminded but yeah. like you're you're a little bit hurt right now i don't want to like say too much but you're a little bit hurt right now so it's like i think it's valid to feel how you're feeling yeah no it was weird because you know he put it in the perspective of like you know he, he was so much worse off so it's kind of like a restart for me i'm like oh really the, it makes this the problem yeah. so much smaller than the, what i was making it out to be yeah grand right. that was cool it brought me back to reality which also speaks to what rob soapbox was about this week and yeah. the, caring less doesn't necessarily like if i if i were to care less about my current issue that really is not like an issue it's just a phase an experience that is unfavorable like going to the dmv and standing in line so as, as, as long as i know that hey it's not going to be this wait wait time in the in the dmv line forever you know i could care less about what i'm going through now and and still get more out of it um at the end of the day I feel like it's a roadblock. Like there's something in the road like we're on this path and it's stuck like we all just need to get over it around it you know, it's just something like we haven't been challenged on before. And you need other avenues of direction to direct you to going forward. And sometimes you get lost in those directions. Right. Yeah. Sometimes like recently, actually, I've been having this like dialogue that I'm trying to work out um, spawned from something that Dawn said, um, because I was listening to the, it was a while ago and I was like listening to this album and it was like what she perceived to be like really depressing music. And although I didn't necessarily agree with her in this instance, I was just enjoying a fucking record. Like it, it spawned my thought into another area because she was like, yeah, like I, she told me that she was going through a breakup or something and a friend came to visit her from like out of town or whatever. And she was listening to all this sad music and the friend was like, maybe you're depressed because you're listening to all this sad shit. Mm -hmm. And she's all like, no, it helps me. And it got me thinking about like these things that we do that sometimes we think help our, our pain or our like bad mood that maybe sometimes like enable it like i'll sure. catch myself sometimes like listening to angry music when i'm angry and i'm like okay what am i doing right now yeah. like <laughs> so good. yeah like because sometimes listening to like like reggae music isn't the best you're not in the mood to listen to it when you're angry no no it might be the best to calm you down absolutely but i think sometimes it's like yes you have that moment but like I will really drive, and maybe this is just me, I will just really ride out a bad mood yeah. if I don't catch myself. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny because you put on some heavy music this morning and it was, you know, it was, what do you call that? I don't, I don't even know what it was. It was metal, it was Gojira. Yeah, it was Gojira, it was like, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, turn that <laughs> shit up right now. <laughs> there are those times where you just, you do need to just ride it out and yep. in a healthy way, in a very healthy way by listening to rock music, that, that's a healthier alternative. <sighs> than speed or drinking <laughs> or drinking yeah like yeah. excessive drinking like 
it's one of those things where you'll hear people say it after a breakup a lot. I just need to go out and get fucked up. Yeah. That's actually that's actually not what you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I thought about it on my way over here because, you know, I, we just to be totally candid the, yeah. because we're recording this in the middle of the day. I went home right after the show to take care of my my legal business and mm. I came straight over here. And I thought, man, I wish I could just have a drink before we did this. But I'm glad I didn't. Like I recognized that that's the feeling that I had. But I'm not going to give into it just because oh it'll you know it'll make me feel numb temporarily because in the long run at the end of the day I'm going to feel like shit I, I you know I still want to be healthy at the end of the day and I know that, that would be the unhealthy choice right yeah why are y'all looking <laughs> at me <laughs> cow yeah I did go have a drink yeah you did today yeah, good yeah. for you yeah I went and had a drink what'd you have I had Jameson and Coke mm. today and then I had an Legion Space Dust oh what's that. The beer, um, the one that I don't know, it's from Elysian Brewing Company. It's called Space Us, like ten percent. Oh, nice. Yeah, right on. I was pretty Sounds proud of myself. Put my phone in my laptop bag. Got done with all the work pretty early. Good for I was you. Like, I I've got that. an hour. Right on, I'm man. Grab a drink. Good. Ooh, Good you. you know what I love doing? I what? love taking like a book or like even just like a note. I'll I'll go to um. Well, I'm not gonna say it because it's my place, but I go to this bar, <laughs> um, and it's a very small hole in the wall bar, and. Nobody ever knows who I am. Once in a while, I've run into a couple of maggots there, but nobody ever knows who I am. Yeah. I don't ever wear makeup. I don't ever wear a bra. I just sit at the counter. I just sit at the counter with my erect nipples underneath the air conditioning duct. <laughs> All right. And I write in my notebook, and I don't bring my phone in from the car. I don't, um, you know, obviously, like I don't really watch the TVs that are on because they play like sports and shit. And right. what the fuck do I care? But like, um, well, you don't want to watch the Mariners play yeah. hockey? Right. I, I'd be pretty. Distracted. Is that what they play? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, um, and a couple times I've, I've run into a few maggots that I'm like, sit down, (laughs) (laughs) reading them pages of poetry. They're ready to run and leave by the time they're done. (laughs) I'm like, listen to my woes, (laughs) but I love that kind of stuff. And I, it's like, you know, I, I go and then, you know, maybe my boyfriend comes and picks me up or he comes and meets me, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it is a nice way to break up. A stressful day or where all I'm thinking about is failures it's like why don't I just go out and have a nice day and add to my lore yeah I think that I like that that was good Add <laughs> to my lore yeah I think that um I think one thing that anybody can do in a healthy way is just to get out whatever yeah. whatever place they're in get outside take a walk get into nature I think that one of one of the saving graces that I have that has probably saved my life on more than one occasion in the last six months is just walking Walter every day oh just going yeah. around oh, my yeah. Neighborhood, putting in loud music, super fucking loud, and just walking for blocks, and it's some been some of the most cathartic experiences that I've had. Which one do I go, go, go to? Go, go, go Queenie first. Go Queenie first. Oh, I was gonna... just gonna say, like, I wish I hadn't quit, like, because I just vape now. Like, I just use the douche flute. That's what me and Ford call it now—the fruity douche flute. Because um, Kyle, but. Uh, <laughs> I just use that now, and I wish that I still smoke cigarettes because I used to get so much time outside. It was so nice, and, like, I would always have that break, and now, like, nicotine is so just throughout my day because, like, I can vape in my house and, mm. and all of that, and in my car, like, because I didn't really like smoking cigarettes in the car all that much before. Yeah. Sure. Um, just because it's, like, you start to smell like a dirty whore, and, like, I just like to <laughs> smell like a regular whore. <laughs> <laughs> the one that showers. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? So we brought this up on the show. You had mentioned that this Friday is a Friday the 13th, and mm. it's a new moon. What are your thoughts on the energy that's really going around? I mean, it seems like we're all kind of in a funk right now. I was yeah. thinking about that a lot. I'm like, is it really just what's going on with this uh, other realm? So I I hesitate to hedge a lot of what, what people's experiences are 
on the astrological placement, you know, but I do feel like there is some truth to the phases of the moon and the, 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 the places that we're at right now, we are affect like the, the moon moves the ocean. Yeah. We'd, yeah. Be, we'd be silly to think that the, the moon doesn't have some sort of effect on our bodies. Cause we are essentially mostly water. Yep. 98%. So if there's like a that. gravitational pull that happens between the sun or the earth and the moon and it, and, and it's affected as much as the tides are, then yes, I do believe that there is some sort of correlation, but that it doesn't mean that, you know, my funk is attributed to that and once we get past friday the 13th into the next moon phase things are going to be all peachy sure but i do think that there yeah maybe there, there could be some direct correlation to a little degree um i don't know we should probably cede to our expert uh um, uh, the metaphysical store worker who did these work. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say we should call Melissa. Well, uh, yeah, that she, spirit. she would have a much better yeah, explanation. She, but yeah, I mean, fun. in your in your experience in doing, you know, tarot readings and stuff, did you come across this kind of stuff? Yeah, new moons are generally like, um, a lot of people say that they have a lot to do with fresh starts. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And they're, they're like a new cycle. Um, out with the old and with the new, but I feel like that's really general. I think that it really depends. Like, play, I think it, I think it depends more on which constellation the moon would be in in mm-hmm. a new moon than it would depend on um, it just being a new moon in general. Because if it's like a new moon in Cancer, like that could feel like um, you, it might be a good healing time for home and family. It might be a a, a point where you feel to return home, um, seeking comfort, things like that. Um, versus like if it's a new moon in um, fucking some other shit, gotcha. it'd be something it'd be else. <laughs> it's random. It's like new in this subject, new in this subject. Depends yeah. on what that subject's going to be. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and it, I'm trying to I'm trying to look up because there is an actual like yeah, description used... to this particular moon. Uh, let me see. I used to. Uh, what moon are we? Have in? the app where it would tell you every day which uh, planet the moon was in because the moon is one of the planets that planets or whatever it's a moon but whatever um it, celestial body yeah it it yeah. circulates um or it it travels around the earth orbit. obviously faster it orbits thank you <laughs> orbit <laughs> dirty mouth clean it up ho um you lit, <laughs> you lit liquor <laughs> um yeah so uh yeah so it moves around the earth a little bit faster it orbits around the earth a little bit faster um so but, like, you look at something like Pluto, those are generational planets where astrologically, like, all of us have um, – I think all of us here have Pluto um, in Scorpio because – although the, the houses may change, we have Pluto – we all have Pluto in Scorpio as a um, generational placement because it only moves around the Earth once every 10 years. I, we're going to – we should maybe have um, <clears throat> some astrological person come and do a reading on all of our – That'd our, be cool. our, like our, our risings and our, our settings and all of the houses that our astrological signs are a part of. Do you know like the exact time you were born and what? Yeah, city? it was eight thirty p.m. in Carmichael, California. Uh, from what I remember, I, the time could be off, but from what I remember, I think my mom told me eight thirty. So that helps map out your natal chart, is yeah, what they yeah. call it. So I, I know that we, it would be kind of fun to, to see cool. like yeah. what that'd what, be a cool episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. My um my. Sun is in Virgo, obviously, in the sixth house because my rising sign is Aries. Mm-hmm. So mathematically, how that works out is almost all of my planets are in their matched up houses. So the sixth house represents uh, Virgo. So um, 
I, that's why I have really intense energy is just because like everything in I'm very um there's not a lot between my thoughts and my mouth in 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 oh, yeah. well, so we get along yeah so my yeah my moon's in Pisces and it's in the twelfth house um my I think my Venus is in Virgo also in the sixth house mm -hmm. it's actually my my Venus my Sun. And my Chiron are all conjuncted Virgo in the sixth house. Oh dang! So that's why I, this hoe can't keep no man. <laughs> I, I don't even know what mine is. I just I just know what I am. What's your What's your main sign? I'm like, a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. I'm almost a Capricorn, and I think the sign before me was a Scorpio. Okay. But the Scorpio is kind of a late October, early November, and then I'm a late Sagittarius, I believe, in mid December. Yeah, well, it would be really interesting to compare all of our our natal charts yeah. and see what that means. I know if I know a few people that would help us with that. It'd be really cool to see um, what some of our. Um, I wonder if it'd be because they have composite charts and they do them a lot between like lovers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder what like a composite chart. If it's possible to do a multi-person composite chart. Sure. Okay. I mean, we could always do like, you know, me and you, Queenie, and, and then me and then Kyle, and then, you know. Yeah, the, vice the, versa. Because yeah. It, it'll be the same, you know, like mm -hmm. once we link the one of the two, we could do that. But I wonder, there maybe there yeah. will be like a three-way type of. Yeah, uh, that'd be really interesting. Chart that out. What's that thing you got tattooed on you at the circles? That's what's reminding me this of. This one like, here? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's called a Metatron's Cube. It's a sacred geometrical shape. Which is basically like if you were to slice up an atom, that like it, you'll always find this type of shape. No atom. That's what I'm thinking. Like they're astrological charts, and they all go in the same motion. It might make a pattern like that in some sort. So similar to you know, sacred geometry basically is a reflection of the nature of shapes in nature and the mathematical equations around them. So it's yeah. like if you look at the Fibonacci sequence. Oh yeah. It's all you know. It's all as 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 yeah. it spirals out. There's more shapes, and it's all like. Um, geometrically sound yeah <laughs> you just like to watch me squirm no I, no I really like them trying to look for the word too like a fractal yes that's what they are yes fractals. it's all fractals within you know within nature freaking um, fractal which is crazy it is crazy um so our our current moon we have a new moon in leo oh um, and leo is a, is wild creative playful and powerful Ooh. yeah and we're in a there's this is a uh leo tiger portal that we're in right now oh which, uh, the, <laughs> okay rawr. this explains so, a lot my cat's an asshole right now so <laughs> <laughs> this portal on uh august 8th is the reminder of our own creativity and fiery spirit and you'd be surprised to know that today it stands ready to expand at your request yes it is powerful at creating new ways of living and is known as Harali Amavasya, where gods and our ancestors are present and ready to listen to us. So tonight shit. we get ready to set our intention of what we want to go create <laughs> with our masters and our guides. Oh shit, what? I don't know if they want to listen to what I have to say. What? I don't know. I think that that means that that's, that's what it's, they're there for. I feel like I got my dead grandpa sitting over here on my shoulder being like, I'm watching you, Kyle. And I'm like, I'm about to fuck shit up, dude. <laughs> Better hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm curious. Like, what's your grandpa judging you for? Everything? I don't know. It depends on which grandpa. I have some cool grandpas that have passed. One that was really rich, was married 11 times, was always with the girls, had a boat dealership. And then I got the other one who was like, did nothing, super religious, mm. and, you know, did did what he had to do to support his family. So I've got two opposite ends of the spectrums that are judging me. I've got the, the yin and the yang right here. So it kind of well, sounds like I can go wherever I want. Maybe they're not judging you. Maybe yeah, they're just watching. Maybe they're guiding you. That'd be cool. Do you kind of have like a fear of like 
people spirits on the other side? Is that something that you encounter? No, no I like having them. I don't know. I get some weird dreams if I revisit some, yeah. some of my uh, past family members that have passed. So when I do visit them or they visit me, I take it for you know what it is. I, I really enjoy it. So sometimes I feel like, yeah, they are leading me on yeah. a path. But at the same time, I'm on my own path. I'm going I'm to do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, there's nothing they could do to you. You know, they're, they're, what's the worst that can happen? I don't know. I get it. I pass away and they're like, we're really disappointed in you for this decision. We were guiding you yeah. and you go on messed up right here on this part of the path. So they'll put like, you on yeah, time out in the afterlife. Yeah, I guess I got Kyle's corner up there too, you know? <laughs> I do. I do like to think that when people are on the other side, they maybe have like some type of better, like it's them, but it's them with a better resolve and a better understanding of what makes everything tick. Yeah. Thus, like maybe not judging so much because they get like life and like those years though yours may be different like the 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 realm of death offers infinite knowledge and perspective right. <laughs> they're more enlightened and they they've seen the truth so they can they, they can re, they can reflect on yeah. what they because they made stupid decisions too god man i, I i'm thinking of some of my past um loved ones who are have passed on and they have seen me do some unsavory shit, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I gotta live. We all gotta live with that. But you know, it, it's it, at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. yeah. I all, think. Go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say we all got skeletons in our closet. Some yeah. of us have graveyards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, it's like I I lost my dad. Obviously, as we extensively covered last episode. Um, and then like I've I've lost quite a few friends and like. When I think about like them looking over my shoulder, if they are judging me, who gives a shit what those dead bastards think? They couldn't even stay alive, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Your judgments don't matter now. Sorry, Katrina. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So um, we have teased putting together a uh, Rad Kids band. Now oh, that yeah. now that Kyle has revealed that he is a master shredder on the guitar. Yeah. And we have a master lyricist over here. Yeah. I think we need to really put this band together. It might happen. Have you yeah. thought? Have you guys thought about band names yet? Um, uh, I do. You did. I want Queen to go first. Okay. Stink drizzle. Stink drizzle. Yeah. Or uh, or um, come swatch. Oh, hers are a little better. Those are pretty good. I mean, yeah. those are like, the, if anything, those would be great album titles. Stink okay. poo finger bang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking like because we were the rad kids, it would be cool. I've always thought that the coolest band name was Crotch Spawn. I love that. Right? I think that'd <laughs> That's be great. Cool. And it's not like a metal band; it's like a like a U two Coldplay yeah. type of thing. Like, yeah. oh, you guys gonna go see Crotch Spawn? <laughs> go I'm gonna sit on the lawn. I'll be the duop bop chick. Like, if you give me a tambourine, I'll yeah. like hit one of these. Be like. <laughs> I fully see like a mamas and papas type of thing, like a California dream and cover band. Oh, yeah. oh, that'd be good. That's such a good song too. Yeah, it really is. I was listening to that the other day and I was like, I'm getting into this. Okay. Sixties are good. They were. Yeah. There's a really cool documentary on Netflix called This Is Pop and they, they cover all, a whole array of the pop music genre where it came from and 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 all the facets from the early 50s all the way to present day and in one of the episodes it was about festivals and it really bummed me out because we haven't been able to go to a rock festival yeah, or a yeah. music festival in the last year and a half and it it really did remind me of how good it feels just to be amongst so many people in one place and experience music at one at one time but the mamas and the papas came up because they were one of the original like 
outdoor uh, music festivals out there in San Francisco at Golden Gate Park. And th- what they would do is they would just load up all their band equipment on the back of a truck bed and just cruise around the the, the park and then park out somewhere and just jam for hours. I love that. Wow. This was the original. This was the OG Coachella before they even had wristbands. People would just come and walk out and enjoy the music. And they, they ended up getting a park out there um, near Golden Gate Park. And it's in- to get the permits, the organizers basically said, we're going to protest. Like that was the that was the way that they were gonna get legal access to this park and be able to gather. That's and, cool. And they didn't end up protesting. They just all ended up playing music for for two days. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it just reminded me. I think that'd be really cool. But. Yeah. Yeah. I miss doing like performance art and like getting in front of crowds. I have this bikini kill number. I wanted to work out. <laughs> I think that bikini was bikini kill. That was a feminist group, wasn't it? That's bikini yeah. Kill. Yeah. Re- uh, Rebel girl. Yeah, they were they were actually featured in uh, another episode of the This Is Pop. Really? Yeah, it was it was actually about how pop music moves people. Like, and they they go through um, the like racism and how music fights mm. that, folk music and how it was anti-establishment, um, and the feminist movements and how they would actually had a Bikini Kill would actually say, "Okay, ladies to the front of the house, men yeah. go to the back." Yeah. It was their way of of creating a safe space for women to enjoy a rock show without right. having to deal with the, the 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 pit and getting demolished by men. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, you might like that episode. Yeah, I would. I, I I've been wanting to look into that because I'm I'm a really big pop fan. I love pop music through all the ages. Um, so when you had mentioned that the other day, I was like, I need to, yeah. I need to check that one out. Lady Gaga is featured in one of the episodes oh, is she quite a bit. Miss Gaga. Yes. I love her. Yeah. She's too. amazing. She is amazing. She really is. She really is. Yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> That, that the was it the Gucci the, yeah the this is Gucci what is it called? Yeah. oh that was uh, funny yeah she said uh, the father son in house of Gucci <laughs> <laughs> come on Kyle aren't you a fan? I don't know I'm it's not on my radar it's not really a thing yeah. I laughed at because I thought it was funny I heard about it but I can't yeah. read your poker face poker face yeah I'm really excited to see her she was cool at the Super Bowl I guess I don't know I don't know much about her I don't know you know. She's just honestly, for like weird girls with, weird Italian girls with big noses like me, it is, she is really like the pinnacle because it's like, oh, you took like underground shit and like made it really successful and mainstream. Oh, she's Mm -hmm. the Eminem of my generation. Gotcha. Okay. Sure. Your generation, whatever. I I would say Bowie. Eminem was underground. Then all of a sudden they went play his stuff on the radio and he was mainstream and huge. Yeah, yeah. I know the boomers would beat my ass if I said that in kiss front of them, the but they're thing. not here, so I'll say I think the Lady Gaga is this generation's David Bowie. I do. Yeah, and Kiss did the fight same me. thing. I don't think anybody would really fight you on that. I think that that's pretty true. It's true as fuck. I but think like, it's pretty true. I think that it's natural, and it's something that just happens, where it's like whatever is current and whoever's currently in the industry, like we can't give them props. Right, and you can't compare them to whatever the greatest was in the previous Exactly, and so. it's like I'm just like that, to be honest with you, like – I, I really love I love pop culture and I like to really like draw the parallels and look at stuff and it's all cyclical mm-hmm. and I'd like to figure out my place. So like I really I, I, I pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, how long have you been playing guitar? Uh, coming up on seven years. Nice. Yeah, you're yeah. really good. And Thanks. your dad, your dad is a performer. He, he is. He singer pre- primarily? Yeah, primarily singer. Um, he was originally a drummer. Um, he taught me how to play drums at an early age, probably like three years old, keep a beat and things. Yeah. And then we got into high school. He taught me a little more. Um, and then I was attracted to the guitar. I've always wanted to play it. So yeah. he uh, I, he had one that he didn't touch. It was a little Fender Squire. 
So I picked it up one day, and then he was like, all right, I'm going to get you a guitar for your birthday. So he got me a Starcaster, a piece of crap Fender, a little $99 guitar with an amp. <laughs> and you know what? He told me, it's like, if you learn to play this, I'll get you a good guitar. Yeah. Nice. So once then I got that Epiphone, um, you know, Paul Les Paul standard. Is that the one you were playing that in the video? I was, I was playing, yeah. yeah. The, Silver Burst, like, right? Yeah, it's nice. nice. Very yeah. Yeah, it's a good little guitar. Yeah, I don't mind it. So I've been playing with that, and just taught myself by ear. I, I, I can read tab. I can't yeah. do it fast. I, it's going to take me a while to get that pattern down. Yeah. But watch you play tab not too long ago on the computer, and I was like, God damn it, Brandon's hella good. <laughs> it's it, it really does, it, like everything else, it does come with practice. But I, I, I honestly, I learned how to play by ear. My dad taught me how to play a power chord, and I was yeah. done. Like I, I basically learned, I, I put in a ACDC live album, and I just learned every song, and that's how I became familiar with the guitar. I mean, there are three power chords in, yeah. in progression. It's like the easiest music ever to play. But it was like, it, it is what built the foundation. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was pretty cool. What kind of amp do you play through? Uh, right now I have an Ibanez amp of some sort. It used to have a Line 6. It was kind of a basic, but I like the Line 6. You can program it and keep them saved. This one, um, Step Grandpa had. He used to teach a guitar making class in high school. So he'd build oh, guitars for the cool. high school students. So, is that um, locally? It was. It was at um, Antelope High School in Sacramento. Does he still make guitars? He, well, he's old as hell now, and he's oh. retired. I don't know. He naps all the time. <laughs> My mom's newest husband, it's uh, his dad. So he had this amp that was sitting in their, their, their storage. I was like, what the hell's up with this? I'm going to take that. So I took it. Nice. <laughs> and is that the yeah, it's, a, it's a stack. It's a four cabinet, and then it's got the regular amp on top. He says nice. it's like $600, and I was like, I'm not giving you $600, dude. <laughs> you left it in storage. It's on our property. It's <laughs> Keeping it warm. Yeah. You're lucky somebody plays with it. <laughs> I always thought that you need like a half stack in order to, to be – you know, of the upper echelon of guitar players, but you you see some of these acts playing out of like eighty watt amps. Sometimes those fifteen watt tube amps are like this big, yeah, and they they are huge sounding. It's just uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Like you you can you can spend so much money on a half stack of an amp, and it's like twelve hundred dollars. You can get the same sound from a two hundred dollar two hundred dollar amp. Yeah, could you imagine sticking this bottle up your dick hole? That would be no. What? what are we talking about? <laughs> Sound. We're talking about guitars. You're talking about dick holes now. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That's just one thing I can't watch. Normally, normally you get deep enough into the Pornhub pages, and it's like eh, you know. Yeah, what? you get desensitized. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. But then the sounding comes up, and it's like eh, no, no, no. See, no. not in a sexual way, but I'd really like to do it to somebody. Just to experience. I, I want to do it. it. It either needs to be on camera to where I could like create. It into a video of some kind. Hold on, gotcha. hold. What are we or doing? Are we, put, are we putting stuff in dick holes? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, That's like uh, they is. have like these sounding like a rods. Straw. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But like they have like these little things that I guess you're supposed to hit it and it like vibrates. <gasps> no, it's supposed to do something like a so ketone thing. I, like I would totally, bing. I yeah. would do it. Like if anybody wants to be sounded like in front of people oh, or on video, like I'm here. Mm -hmm. I also, I, I've been meaning to throw this out there just because like I probably could use the money. I still have like all my fishnets and panties that I wore in the persistence of memory. So if anybody wants to buy those, you can DM me. I haven't washed them. So just saying. <laughs> Shit. Might get a few people calling. Uh, yeah, it's or art. They're, they're historical pieces. Like they're in my books. So, you, if you're a collector, your, not just in your books, but in other places. <laughs> yeah, they're all over my box. Books. So would you would you consider like doing like a bundle pack? Like you know, ten. <laughs> I haven't even honestly like I'm like I just see them all the time and I'm like I still have these because I have boxes of like 
persistence of memory stuff, whatever made it out and wasn't completely soiled because there was a lot of blood in that book, but like, um, fake, all fake. Blood. Oh, I was going to be like, um, there was a lot of fake blood in that book. So like a lot of stuff got ruined. Mm -hmm. Um, but I saved as much as I could. And I kind of like stains when they can be restored mm -hmm. or like, uh, they could be kept as they are. Mm -hmm. Um, which th this book actually has, uh, a couple things that are, um, not dirty or gross, but like, are cool, like artifacts i guess ooh, ooh. yeah so those Easter eggs. I, they're they're uh because i wore the same pair of fishnets all the way through the persistence of memory and if you if you flip through the book you see them getting gradually more ripped that's interesting um, yeah so i'm like i have those like i'll give them nice. to somebody not give them you can buy them yeah. <laughs> i could just picture a, like a uncensored maggot mall section where you click in there and it's like all the used underwear. Are you twenty one well, and older? We can all like, get yes. in on this. Like yeah. we could sell, we could sell our boxers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dawn just got done dealing with butt stuff. We could have her sell her underwears. Uh, I mean, would people buy that? No. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a market for anything. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we probably shouldn't do. That. I'll autograph my boxers if somebody <laughs> wants to buy them. I had thought about them. like starting an online store or something at some point of like just clothes because I will wear stuff to like fire up, for instance, or sure. photographs, and it's like I either don't love it enough to wear it again, or I just um you know don't want to wear it again because it was enough of like a moment that I'm like I can't see it in any mm -hmm. other outfit. Um, so I would like to start an online store at some point, maybe that's like um, uh, just clothes like well, not necessarily because they're mine but they're just cute like thrifted like an online thrift store what if we created a like museum in the lobby here where you, cool. you know how like elton john or freddie mercury's like outfits are on display at a hard rock cafe yeah in, in like san diego <laughs> what if we did a, something similar like that where it's queenie's outfits from the various fire up events and it's like they're all displayed in, in glass cases with lighting and everything i want to i want i really 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 want like a doll creator is a fan because these oh. doll creators if you see them it is so aesthetically pleasing to watch these videos where it's like they'll get like these dirty old thrift barbies mm -hmm. and they make them over into like kim kardashian or like lady gaga or whatever um i want somebody like that as a fan of mine because it would be so cool to see like all of my books like one day like see barbies of each of my books like mm -hmm. whether it's the cover or like the quintessential look of yeah, the book yeah. or whatever i think that would be a really cool moment there's got to be action figure makers like are you talking like like actual barbies like it'd be cool for it to be barbie okay not would there be a ken aspect to it would there be a ford counterpart um on the side you know honestly i i dedicate a lot of my writing to to him especially in this book and then plus like i had this is like the unfortunate part of of the first chapter of of my next book is that although the whole book is a lot happier and there's a lot more joy in it the first chapter is pretty much acknowledging the fact that i was in another relationship that i was very sure was going to work out at the end of the last book oh. and it looked like i was riding off into the sunset and that's not what happened yeah no. so um like i have really and you know me and him worked on a lot of stuff together he was a lot on a lot of the queenie cast like i i feel you brandon where you're at right now where it's like there is a separation to be kept mm. and it's like although like ford is very there with me like he'll come with me for photo shoots and stuff because he wants to be there and he wants to help out and like sometimes we go to precarious type places and he wants to make sure that he's there to like watch me and felicia's backs you know mm -hmm. um and he's very supportive that way but like in terms of stuff like that like i could it's it's always even a we little weird to me like People ask for pictures of Ford and I, which is always a little bit weird, mm -hmm. just because it's like I I do want my accomplishments to be my own. Yeah, yeah, and not just that, but just 
to having something separate for you and your partner. Exactly. You know? And I, I have made a living on being nothing but transparent and sharing basically everything about yeah. my, my personal life, including my relationships <clears throat> over the last many years, where I feel like I lost a little bit of its luster after a while like at first it was cool because it's like oh you know we're we're being recognized for for the show and we're right. all we're both a part of the show because i'm sharing so many stories and a lot of times you know my in previous relationships they would get recognized before i would which flattering but also it felt like you know i just i would rather yeah. be able to go out and us just be normal without it becoming you know a show thing right at the same time, you know, I'm very grateful for anybody that wants to approach any of us when we when we're out in public because it is that is what we do this for. Yeah. But I mean, I'm very I'm very lucky and grateful to be in a place now where I'm in this transition where I'm allowed to take a step back and and create a little bit of mystery about what I'm yeah. going through because I don't necessarily need to broadcast everything, but I can also share my experiences and, and my growth in other ways without saying, you know, this is who I'm fucking or this is who I'm not fucking. And right. All of that kind of stuff. Well, and also it's like, you're just, I, I think it's one of those natural things where you're progressing into a different point in your career. So like maybe the way that you, you structure the things that you share is just different. Yeah. Like for me, like I, um like, especially with the, with like the Ford situation, it's like, I, really really love that people are supportive over our relationship but sometimes it can go one of two ways where it feels a little bit patronizing mm. of like because of you know the fact that i'm a trans woman they think it's almost like I, there's this i don't know how to explain it mm. but it is this thing that is like isn't that oh. sweet that he likes you mm. i don't know i, I th from from coming from a straight man's side of view, I I think it'd be hard. Like you said, oh, it's sweet that he loves you. Do you really think the other people are viewing it as like, oh, maybe Ford's really gay? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we like, oh, he's just a homo in disguise. Yeah, exactly. We talk about mm -hmm. that all the time. Like people don't get that about our relationship, especially because he is so hyper masculine in mm -hmm. essence that like people kind of they want to find something about our relationship that is like dirty or weird. And plus they see me as a gay man. So of course they're going to see whoever's fucking me as a gay man. Yeah, so sure. it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? That's one of those care less things. Yeah. And like, I'm lucky enough now because I, it hasn't always been this way to be with somebody who doesn't care. Right. Because like I was with someone before and that's why it's like, I have the complex with it. It's not because of Ford. Sure. But I was with somebody before who, for all intents and purposes was kind of ashamed of being with me it seemed oh like so like now to be wow. with somebody who's very like no i don't care and try it motherfucker like <laughs> that that is very liberating but it's mm. it takes my my heart a little bit to catch up with my knowledge of, oh, of reality for sure no and it's really cool because when we go to the fire events you can see that in ford's attitude yeah. you when whenever you're approached by like another guy or another female who's like wanting your attention you can tell he's like he's the man he's there he's watching over his woman yeah. you know there's no question about his mentality which is you know, it, it kind of sets the record straight. Like, there's no other way of thinking about it. So yeah. when people make those asinine fucking assumptions about your guys' relationship, you being, you know, in a homosexual relationship, it's not. No, it's a man and a woman. Right. And it's it's very portrayed that way, too, which is really nice. Yeah, and Ford's very, like, well, 
I know I'm straight and I don't see anything wrong with gay people, so I don't care if they call me that. You which, know what I mean? Which is why I think it's just absurd <laughs> that any judgment over sexuality yeah. should just be left at the door by by anybody, period. Yeah. Everybody's uh, everybody well, has a right to judge whoever, but it, at the same time, who gives a fuck? Right. Because at the end of the day, right. it doesn't matter what 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 your orientation is if you can be in a relationship and both respect each other to not give a fuck about what other people think then then you two can rule the world no yeah. matter what your orientation is so i come across it i get it i'd like to be in that mindset i really do and it's so hard because as a kid growing up i was told that you know being gay and being a faggot wasn't something it was that was cool at all yeah. it was you know it's still in my vocabulary and i'm like oh something's gay like, it's just a way of saying that's stupid, and yeah. it's stuck in my vocabulary, and I get judged for it all the time, and it doesn't really mean that. Like, I'm like, there should be another spelling of gay. <laughs> It'd be really nice. <laughs> I think that people have really embraced queer over the last um, many years, which I think is kind of cool because I think it's all encapsulating because, like, I have very recently kind of gone through this renaissance with myself where for a long time, like, and especially when I first came into being a part of this show, I was very, like, I was so ran down and tired for like B and although I am not somebody who's necessarily like I'm not going to fly a rainbow flag like I'm not I don't really go to pride or anything like that but I feel I embrace a little bit more of the power in being a part of the queer community there's a lot of great history that's been made there and I think that um queer people have brought a lot of great things to pop culture and and to fashion and to music and and to just society as a whole mm -hmm. that like I don't I it, now at this point in my life, I don't feel that necessary to like get on a mountaintop and scream about how I'm just a regular uh, heterosexual woman like everybody else, because I, I do know that about myself, although I do feel very influenced and inspired by the gay community. I don't care like if people do just naturally associate with me with like I used to get very weird. Remember when when listeners would write in and be like, say how I've you know inspired them to get more acclimated to the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, I have other things to offer. Right. But like, it is not, it is narcissistic of me and it is egotistical of me to want to get into people's minds and decide what good things I bring mm -hmm. to their <laughs> lives. I should just be fucking happy that people give a shit about anything I'm saying to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think that that just, that, that just goes with being respect toward, yeah. respectful towards any other human. And I feel like that, that it, it's unfortunate that the LGBTQ mo movement is separated in those factions because there is that militant idea yeah. that it's like if you don't agree with how I feel in this and with this initial, then you are the enemy. Yeah, exactly. And instead, I feel like your stance is more of an much more of an all inclusive perspective. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with a lot of people at the LGBTQ community, we don't have answers, especially with with like my friend group. Let's take for example a bunch of straight dudes. Yeah, you know they were the biggest dickheads to the gay community, and we just didn't know. We didn't know. We, yeah. we had no clue what it was like to go through something like that. We were just lacking knowledge. So we make assumptions and are assholes about it. So you bring, you know, information to people, something they can relate to on a on a daily level. They're going to be like, oh, thank you for this certain per certain perspective on it. Like you really opened my eyes to this where other parts of you, they might have already been open to. So they're just really thankful that you're there to kind of fill their puzzle piece that was missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I also think just I think. The way I started with talking about my transition on the show, like I put facts first and I put out like just what we know as far and what we had to go off of as far as what makes people transgender. And so I have found peace in the science of that. And I have found peace through my spirituality and what I what I feel from God. And so it's like 
if I am, I have to realize that at a particular point, if I am like so adamantly trying to get people to like steer people's view of me or, or the gay community or, or trans people in general, no matter how much I feel that it might be helping, you know, somebody somewhere, I, it can sometimes be driven by ego and that's not what I want to, I want to do. Sure. And I don't want to be one of those people. that's like, no, agree with me, agree with me, agree with me, agree with me. And I can sometimes fall into that just because like I'm related to Dawn. You know what I mean? Like we're Italian women and we argue and we argue hard for our point, but I have to, um, because it's something like this, there are those moments where I have to be like, okay, am I arguing because there's something hurt inside of me and egotistical that needs, um, acceptance or am i just arguing a point because it's just fun to do that self-awareness is yeah. huge that's what i was say it's cool that you're aware of that because it keeps you on the straight narrow path it keeps you directed mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it's been a really cool um dynamic to watch um watch both of you queenie and kyle um especially <laughs> because when we started um because I, I think the the whole on-air um full-time thing for with having both of you on with the show started in January, right? Like yeah. that, that's when Within the, the, the full-time... Yeah, we took we took a, a break. Well, my first day was November 30th, and you guys were both on air already. Okay, so it was it was December that we, we all started basically yeah. together. And yeah, we because went on uh, I think it was about three days in to me even sitting in that room, and I was, like, shouting things. Mm. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like... Uh, I remember I came in this one morning, you're like, okay, so we're just going to... We're just going to give you a mic here and I will control the button <laughs> but you just raise your hand because the yelling is getting grating for people who have ears <laughs> I don't know if I said it like that. no it was like it was something technical it's like it can get a little grating through the mics because it peaks from the yelling but you can't really hear you you gave me something technical but Whoa. what I heard was it hurts people who have ears because you're screaming no 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 <laughs> I, I, it was a let's let's give you a microphone so that we can hear you talk yeah, instead of yeah, hearing yeah. you hearing yeah. you yell yeah. over the microphones see my first day they, were, they put a microphone in front of me you came in dropped right in front of me like if you have anything to say raise your hand and hit the button i was like i get a microphone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. yeah yeah it's a little uh butt puckering when you're first when you first upped at the mic but to, to, to see you guys um interacting together and f especially from kyle's point of view because kyle you bring this whims whimsical innocence um to the show the room the, the company <laughs> that is really cool to see because you aren't you weren't naive, no. but you're you're interested and you're oh, yeah. willing to learn. And it's really cool to see, especially with somebody as open as Queenie, who has been nothing but gracious to answer it and, and meet you at that place so that you so that you can be informed. Yeah. Um, That's all I want to do is I want to be informed. Yeah. I don't want to be mean anyway. I just want to know where. Like, I just wonder where everything's at. Because right. if I know where things at, I'm not going to judge. I'm gonna be like, that's why it's there in its place. And that and that honest, that open honesty creates for such a great interaction. It's been really cool to see and, and hear, uh, and from my perspective. Yeah, and like also, that. I will say with you, you you bring in a little bit more of like this essence of like friendship, I guess, to the room where it feels a little bit more like, oh, we're all peers and we well, are like it. You bring a lot of fun into the room with you, but with that also comes like that openness and that like where it's like maybe there's been moments where we have not um, we've had rough moments. Right. Mm -hmm. We've been really easy to get over it because you kind of create this energy that's very friendly and like able easily approachable. And like it makes it comfortable for me to to talk to you about things. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to get a little sappy, but it's because I came from a broken home. Like I wanted to see you guys as like. My brothers and sisters, like, yeah. I never get to meet up with them all the time. But when we do, it's magical. So 
Yeah, I try to bring that energy into the studio. You totally do. Like, you really, like, it has made it so fun. Because obviously, like, me and Brandon would have plenty of fun before. Like, we'd, we'd talk back and forth. But, like, you bring such, like, a, like, you kind of remind me, like, Y'all, we're all on the fucking radio together. Like, this is cool. Like, we need to go sit. We need to go out and just fire up a vet. Let's do karaoke. Like, you bring so much fun and excitement. And, like, I really think that some of the more, like, I don't think the hoverboard part of me would have been born without your presence because you really made me want to just be silly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what it is. I mean, I was at that radio station before this. You know, I was down in the gutters. Like, Brandon knows he's down in the trenches. You fight. Mm -hmm. You're in promotions. It sucks being there. And you see everybody else just fail as DJs at this Mm -hmm. place where they had six other radio stations. You just watch everybody be like, not be themselves. They try to be somebody bigger and cooler. Mm -hmm. But the ones that succeed just are themselves yeah. but amplified right you're like oh i just want to be a kid again and dick around yeah that's me that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah and you're just good you have hella it like you have it just coming out of your ears oh thank you and and the the, the beautiful thing is that this is a type of place that not only fosters that but also encourages growth from there yeah and it's it's just place. gonna it's just man i'm so excited to see you in <laughs> years down the road and, and see the growth that you show both of you honestly Thank queenie you. i yeah. i can't tell i i can't tell you enough how much i respect you for your your ethic and your go getiveness and your, your creative you. like your creative like i am so jealous of the fact that you are able to pump out What's going to be your second book in what a year? <laughs> yeah, Dude, thank you. And I'm, I, I, and I'm just trying to like make music, and it's like I'm struggling. It'll come out. I know. It's but like it's, it's birth. Uh, yeah, it's birth. You, you, also you might know. induce labor in some way or another, but like it's birth, <laughs> and it's going to be so beautiful because you're already a great musician. And so like finding, and I think that it also comes from um, your a lot of your scape that you work in on a daily basis has a lot to do with its its references, both pop cultural and musical. Yeah. So like. Of course, it's going to be like a bit of a beat and an acclimation period for you to be like, okay, what, what is, what am I trying to say? Yeah. But I'm always here. Like I, I love writing stuff and I love getting in other people's heads and I'm really trying to get myself to start writing from other people's perspectives. Mm, cool. I'd, li- right. I'd like to write more storyline books at some point, but like, I'm always here. I, I love you guys. You're well, amazing. I love you guys too. And I think that maybe <clears throat> in a combination of our next episode with like doing a natal chart reading, because I think that would be good to help like, you know, uh, to help build our, our dynamic and our, our languages yeah. and learning how yeah. to, how each other tick. But also I think maybe we should do like a little jam session. We'll get yeah. you a tambourine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll we'll, we'll bust out the guitars and uh, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. Like yeah. maybe, maybe learn a cover song and, and man, jam man. it up. I was going to say, it's that. definitely got me on my funk. I'm Good. about the readings anymore. I was like, I'm out of my phone. Fuck it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably take a break. That that was uh, that was a really good episode. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us again. These are always so much fun. Well, we're definitely going to be doing it again. Yeah. Yes. Time flow. I didn't. That went by quick. It okay. did. Kyle, now you can take a nap. I'm not <laughs> taking no nap. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste, bitches. The rad. <laughs> Broadcast.